0: Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Yay, welcome. We are so excited to be with you tonight. If you're new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up. We all want President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. And what we've learned over these last couple of years, what we really need is 80 million of us that does one thing every single day to save our own country.
1: And part of saving the country is saving yourself. And how do you save yourself until you really understand, how do I uh, live victoriously as much as possible in every area of our life? You want to live victorious in your finances, in your health, uh, in 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 your relationships. I mean, there... Conservative principles should produce a better a better life, but they're based on Judeo Christian values and yes. principles. And so, when it comes to this day of Halloween or or the Reformation Day in you know, October thirty first, uh, we're going to dive into this and hit it from every single angle tonight. But the question would be, if if I was cleaning a dead deer and and I came inside and I was going to help you prepare dinner, and I said I want to wash nine of my fingers.
0: That would not be enough.
1: Or or like most of them. I want to wash the palms of my hands, but not the fingers, or everything but my thumbs. Like what part of the dead animal would you not want on?
0: I don't want any of the dead animals.
1: You'd want them to be as clean as possible, set apart, because you don't want them to contaminate what you're doing. You don't want to bring any death Mm -hmm. into something that you're going to be creating to eat because you're eating something that brings life. That's true. And so you don't want to be bringing... Death into a life giving situation. Such a great point. And so, so we're going to try and, and, and cover this a little bit. And man, we've raised children. We now have grandchildren. And like we've kind of wrestled this and seen it from every different angle. And and uh, maybe we'll come to a different conclusion by the time we're finished with tonight's show.
0: That's exactly right. We want to share with you this something that's kind of interesting. A clip from somebody we really respect. We've watched him a lot, and we want to share this tonight on his take of why he doesn't celebrate Halloween.
2: Is my five reasons why i don't celebrate halloween number one is the halloween is more than candy and customs for those who are in witchcraft. The founder of Church of Satan says, I'm glad Christian parents let their children worship the devil at least one night out of the year. The second reason is that celebrating Halloween is conforming to the culture. Scripture tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, we are not to conform to the culture. Our desire is not to be liked by the world. Our desire is to save the world. Third reason, Halloween promotes values contrary to me as a Christian. Darkness, death, and fear are not part of who we are. We're people of the light, we are people of faith, and we have eternal life, not death. The fourth reason, i don't celebrate halloween is the fruit of halloween is not holiness but the rise in crime and accidents and theft and the bible says don't have fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness the last reason i don't celebrate halloween is satanists don't celebrate good friday why should i celebrate halloween
1: Today on the Fiverr Conservative Podcast, we are going to celebrate Reformation Day by bringing you one of the most brilliant minds of of anyone who've ever known, an incredible historian, somebody that's written on every form of government that the world has ever seen and how those all worked out. He's written and studied the constitution of all original colonies. He's probably written more books than most people have read. That's That's, probably true. That's why we love having him on the show. Makes us all at least feel a little smarter, and we're slowly becoming more smarter. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bill Federer. Yay!
3: Great to be with you.
1: Happy Thank Reformation you, Day.
3: Bill. Well, happy Reformation Day, dudes, as well.
1: Well, you know, a lot of people refer to this day as Halloween. If it started, you know, kind of as a little deeper meaning than that. But uh, your wife wrote an incredible uh, book. That that our family's embraced and has become whited family tradition. Everyone we know got this in their stocking last year for Christmas. And, uh,
0: and our daughter-in-law knew that we were recording with you today, and so she did something very special. I want to share it with you guys. Here's the cookbook so you guys can find it at AmericanMinute.com. Literally, all of our family got this this last year. Everyone, now, my mom, now, my sister-in-law, my sister. People
1: love your, your intellectual concepts, but they enjoy her cooking concepts probably better.
0: Yeah, and so same. for every holiday, there's like um, like a story behind it and all of that as you go through it. Well, there was Fall Festival Reformation Day, And so, and they have recipes that go along with it. Well, our daughter-in-love comes over.
1: Yeah, there we go. That's our...
0: And that's what she brings. She brings us, let me take this off, what she found in the cookbook, but it is celebrating Reformation Day. Is that so Cool.
3: I love it. I love it. My my wife will love that as well.
0: Yeah, I'll send you the picture so you can send it. You can share it with her. You can share it with Susan. Well, because- and she might
1: have enjoyed and yeah. said that she's our favorite Federer author. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
1: There, you know, there Bill, you go. Bill Bill might be the second best author in his own family. I don't know.
3: Well, I, I've personally tasted all those recipes and they're delicious.
0: Uh, we're excited! Yeah, in fact, I was—I was telling David, you can't eat that yet. You got to wait till we do the show. i was starting to get
3: into the cheese. Getting the cheese <laughs> is part of our
0: deal. I'm like, all right,
1: well, I'll wait till—wait till this is over. But we—we we, we have you on around a lot of holidays, and there's there's a, you know, a little bit of a why is this called a Reformation Day? But I also want to get into you as as a father, a grandfather, all these things as well as ourselves. The uh, how do you wrestle with this idea of of what I consider a, a pagan holiday where where demonic forces are both seen repeatedly over and over. It's based on fear. We're told not to fear. Mm-hmm. It's based on trying to create fear. Um, there's just so many things going on, and we've seen videos and, and, and talk a lot about what this day means in the occult and to, mm-hmm. you know, Satanists and to these things. So it's there's a lot of, not just a lot of meaning, but of everything mm-hmm. pagan, of everything that I would consider uh, demonic. This is one that the church seems to wrap their arms around and embrace in a very unique way. In a way that I could never see a Satanist uh, coming to an Easter service and embracing Christian tradition and praising Jesus,
0: right? Or Christmas service, or Christmas mm-hmm. and
1: praising the birth of Jesus. Like I can't see it happening in the reverse. But but it's one that the church seems to have em- embraced on some level or another, based on you know every individual piece of leadership. So I guess we'll jump at the beginning. What, where'd this come from?
0: The reform, the reformation. Reformation. Yeah. Why is this called reformation day? And what do
3: we got? What do we got?
0: A a cool cheese platter with a cross in the center. What's
3: this got to do with anything? Right. So, well, Martin Luther nailed his 95 thesis on the door of the Wittenberg chapel on October 31st, 1517. And that began the reformation. And so this had a global impact because you had the Bible was in Latin and it was considered casting pearls before swine or taking God's name in vain to translate the Holy scriptures out of Latin to the common Mm. language of the Germans or the Czech or the the English. And so even Martin Luther was not, did not even read the Bible until after he became a priest. And Mm. so You had um, St. Jerome translated the Bible uh, into Latin in the um, 4th, 5th century. Um, Prior to that, uh, the New Testament was in the Greek, and the Old Testament was Hebrew. And then uh, in the 70 years BC, you had the Septuagint, where they got 70 scholars there in Alexandria, Egypt, who translated the Old Testament into Greek. And so... Uh, But the Europeans spoke Latin, and so it was the church language. Uh, You had... China built a Great Wall of China, and the Huns could no longer attack into China. And so they turned west, and they attacked neighboring tribes that spilled over the Roman borders. And they're a lot of our ancestors, <laughs> those of us that have a European background. Yep. But they're the Visigoths and Ostrogoths and anglo and Saxons and Jutes and Lombards and Huns. And, and they uh, overran, and at first they came slow and assimilated, and then they came so fast they kept their own language. And they mixed in some Latin, so we call them romantic languages, not because they kissed, but because they all had some Roman Latin mixed in. And so, uh, but as they came over, uh, they were pagans. And then you had uh, St. Patrick evangelize the the Druids in Ireland. You had St. Boniface evangelize the uh, Germanic hordes. Um, The Germans worshiped Thor that's where we get the word Thursday or Thursday. And they worship Woden, and that's where we, we get the word Woden's Day or Wednesday. Uh-huh. Uh, interestingly, yeah. the uh, uh, Quakers, because uh, Thursday came from Thor and he was pagan, um, they refused to say Thursday. So you have uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they would call it Fifth Day. They wouldn't oh, say first day, they would say fifth day, because Thor was pagan. Of course, St. Boniface took an axe and chopped down Thor's oak tree. So Thor lived in an oak tree, and uh, when um, St. Boniface chopped it down, the uh, uh, the people say, well, you know, kill him, and then somebody said, well, wait a second, if Thor's really a god, he can protect his own tree. And that's when St. Boniface pointed to a little evergreen tree and said, let this be the tree of the Christ child. It points toward heaven. It's evergreen like everlasting life. And it's sort of in the shape of a triangle. So they would use it to teach the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, three in one. So the, the Christmas tree became the symbol of the Germanic tribes becoming Christian. Well, in Ireland, you had the Druids and St. Patrick evangelized. And then he used the three-leaf clover to teach the concept of the Trinity. Again, they're all illiterate uh, Druids. Uh, Thomas Cahill wrote in the book, How the Irish Saved Civilization. Uh, He said, Romans, in their first encounters with these Druids, these insane warriors, were shocked and frightened. They were howling, and it seemed possessed by demons. So outrageous was their strength, featuring all the terrors of hell itself. And the Druids is where we get Halloween they believed that the trees and hills were inhabited by good and evil spirits which constantly needed to be appeased uh, thomas k hill writes druids sacrificed prisoners of war to the war gods and then they uh sacrificed newborns to the fertility gods um, they uh would basically they would use cut off heads for soccer balls in their victory celebrations and um wow. and so so uh imagine patrick dark. Uh, Patrick being a 16-year-old boy going over there, uh, they would take the, the chopped-off heads of their enemies and put them on poles uh, around their little forts, uh, on their palisades, uh, and then they would scalp. And um, And so there's evidence that um, just the same way the Vikings came, uh, you know, in, in the um, 8th, 9th, 10th century, would, would, would go west in boats, that some of these... Um, Irish, uh, maybe some of them went, uh, you know, in some little dingy boats and came to the shores of America, and maybe they introduced scalping to the Indians. Uh, but these Druids were known to, to use um, uh, the skulls of their enemies for drinking goblets. Uh, they would have shrunken heads hanging from their belts, and... Um, and so imagine here's 16 year old Patrick and he's kidnapped and he's living amongst all these druids. Wow. And Patrick begins to remember his parents' Christian faith and he talks about how he had been, um, raised Christian, but he really didn't believe it. Uh, and, but here he is over there in Ireland amongst all these druids. And that's when he becomes a real Christian and then escapes and then later comes back as a missionary. Now, uh, the, the date of, uh, Halloween, um, it uh, is all based on the lunar calendar. So every pagan culture believed that the woods were inhabited by spirits. Okay. Uh, the uh, the Germans had poltergeists, which were mischievous little spirits that would, you know, spoil the milk or cause you know something bad to happen. Um, you the uh, the Asians um, in uh, Japan, uh, they would have a little you know, pagoda-style temple on every street corner, and the people in the neighborhood would put a little slice of orange or an apple or something in there to appease the little neighborhood spirits. The American Indians, the, the African tribes, they would all have these spirits that needed to be appeased, and uh, and they lived continually in superstition. Uh, India, the same way, uh, 300 million different gods, more or less every family had a, a, a god, but but they were always in fear, and they, if something bad happened, there must have been some God that we offended that we didn't know about, and then they would have to do something to appease this God. So it, it's basically continually living in fear of spirits that you have to appease. And uh, Christianity frees you from that, that we no longer live in fear because Jesus conquered all, and now we can live in joy and in faith uh, because we worship the king of kings, not some little fallen spirits and um But uh, it's all based on the calendar. Now, as far as uh, the jack o' lanterns go, um, you had uh, this thought that if you had a scary face, it would scare away the demons. Okay. It's like, okay. okay, uh, So so they would carve these scary faces, and that's where you get the gargoyles on Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. I mean, here's this beautiful cathedral, it's a church. Yeah, But but around the sides of it, you know, holding up the little, you know, architectural features and, and the drain spouts, there'd be these ugly demons. It's like, why would you carve these ugly demons on the outside of a church? Well, that, that's to scare the, the devils away.
0: Wow. Like, okay,
3: I really don't think that's the way it works. But the, when they would build this, that's the superstition they had. So if you had a really ugly uh, jack-o'-lantern face, it would scare away. Um, and, and so you would leave a treat for these little spirits uh and if you did not leave the treat you would get tricked you you would have a Mm. mischievous thing that would happen um you know uh that was bad and of course that's
0: the trick-or-treat when trick-or-treaters come by your house and
3: and little mischievous
0: little mischievous spirits would be the little kids
1: so we're kind of recreating that on our own here in western culture on the 31st of october
3: yeah, yeah. And they have done excavations in Ireland and they have these bogs, right? B O G S. And they were sort of a swamp with sort of tar like mud. And they would offer people as sacrifices to these mm. spirits. Whoa. And when they uh, were excavating, they saw their, you know, sort of mummified, tarred corpses with their hands tied behind their back. Uh, so they were not, you know, they didn't fall in accidentally. They were like mm-hmm. prisoners of war that they would sacrifice to these spirits um, and uh, to appease them. Uh, you had the same thing in, in Aztec Mexico, uh, where underneath Mexico City, Back about 10 years ago, they were excavating and they found uh, thousands of skulls in, in a temple and, and many of them children and women who means that they weren't captives of war. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't warriors. Uh, these were ceremonial sacrifices mm-hmm. uh, and they had to appease the sun god. They, they had to keep the sun burning by, by offering, you know, uh, ripping out a beating human heart and offering it up and then letting the body roll down so they would cannibalize it. And, uh, and then, of course, the Caribbean. And the Pacific Islands all had human sacrifice. Um, and, uh, you know, the Caribbean that Columbus ran into, and uh, and they had sodomy and lots of those th- behaviors. Um, I think that's, how, that's even, how one of the, the bog bodies. The yeah, BO, Colton pulled BOGs one up. That's pulled <laughs> that
0: crazy. Up. Wow. Um, wow.
3: But but even um, after the a um, uh, couple young uh Hawaiian boys hopped on a whaling ship in the 1800s and wound up in Connecticut when they were having a revival and they become Christian, Thomas Hopu and Henry Opuku'aia. And, um, uh, Thomas Hopu, uh, helps lead the first missionaries to Hawaii. And so they have, um, this revival where they, they were always appeasing the volcano god Pele. And, um, if they didn't, you know, there'd be this rumbling and, you know, lava flow and, so the one uh, high chiefess Kiopuolani became a Christian, and she defied Pele, and she climbed down into the forbidding crater, and she came back alive. And then she ate some of the taboo berries that you weren't supposed to eat, and she lived. And so people were like, "Hey, we're not afraid of Pele anymore." And then this revival broke out. Well, some wow. Hawaiians,
4: wow.
3: Uh, some Hawaiians that converted. I write, we write about this in our book called "Miracles in American History." But some missionaries from Hawaii went to Polynesia and an American whaling ship had stopped off in Polynesia and the cannibals captured one of the American sailors. And so this Christian missionary trades his little dinghy boat to these cannibals and saved the American. And when the whaling ship got back to America, Abraham Lincoln sent that missionary a gold, an inscribed gold pocket watch, thanking him for saving the American from the cannibals. Um, wow. so, so, so human sacrifice, cannibalism, sodomy, these were practices that, um, and, and they were in Canaan. Uh, this is what was there before the Israelites came in. Um, and they would sacrifice the, the infants and the newborns to, to the fertility god so that they would have a, a, a harvest, you know, the next you know, year. They'd have a good harvest. In England, it became, you know, a, a little less uh, bloody. Where well, They call it wassailing, where they would uh, drink, uh, have some booze, with a you know, mixture of all kinds of stuff in it, and they would take a drink, but they'd throw the rest of it on their field or on some fruit tree and it, uh, you know, have a sort of a pagan blessing that they would have a, a good harvest the next year. Um, and so the world lived in this superstition, uh, and then Christianity uh, came and would free them from this. But uh, that's where the, the appeasing the spirits with Halloween came from. And, um, and it all had to do with the lunar calendar, so, uh, the whole world was a lunar calendar, um, even Israel. Um, and you, that's how you would sort of, uh, the seasons would sh- shift throughout the months of the year. Uh, and so it was like a big sol- uh, celestial clock. Um, but it was Julius Caesar that changed the beginning of the year, um, to January 1st. So prior to Julius Caesar, uh, the beginning of the year was the spring equinox. And so the, uh, for those interested, um, the Earth revolves around the Sun in an elliptical orbit. So it's not an exact 360 circle; it's an elliptical. Now, uh, why is this important? Because when you're the, it's furthest away on that elliptical uh, orbit, uh, that's um, the uh, uh, the winter on the since the Earth is on a tilt. Um, the the lower hemisphere would be tilting closer to the the sun, and so that would be summer in the lower hemisphere. But it's on when it's on the other side um, the, of the winter solstice, it's the summer solstice, and that's when the top part of the tilting Earth is closer to the sun, and that's the summer solstice. So sol means sun, and stis means still. And so if you're uh, going in an elliptical circle, and you're at the very end of it and you switch from going away to coming back, for those two days, the sun looks like it's in the same place in the sky. And so it looks like it's standing still. So that's where you get the stis from the still and solar sun. And so the furthest away um, would be on one side is the winter solstice and the, the the tilt of the earth of the southern hemisphere is closer to the sun. The other side, it's the summer solstice and the top part of the earth is the closest to the the sun, and um, but then halfway in between is the equinox, and "nox" means night, and "equi" means equal, and so this is where you're halfway through this elliptical orbit, and there's exactly twelve hours of sunlight and exactly twelve hours of night. So it's equinox. There's an equal amount of sunlight in the day, and then the equal amount of time at the night. And this in the spring equinox is where summer. Be, uh, the spring begins, and then the, the fall equinox is when fall begins. And so it's usually around March 22nd. And so uh, that was the beginning of the year. Um, and it would sort of switch back and forth depending on the, the, the moon, the, the lunar calendar. Um, so, so why is this important? Well, this is uh, uh, where they would um, have a lot of the holidays celebrating the seasons, um, you know, getting ready for winter to end or getting ready for mm-hmm. the, the fall to begin. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, the, the pagan name in, in the Druze was Samaheen, and um, and then the next day was the Halloween, and it was this day. Now, the uh, when Ireland became Christian um, with St. Patrick, uh, and he— um, Dies around 465 AD. Um, then uh, the the Catholic Church came up with with uh, the All Hallows Eve on October 31st, and then the next day is November 1st, and that's All Saints Day.
0: Ah, and so this is sort
3: of a you know uh, we're just gonna have a day to recognize all the saints, and um, uh, and so the uh, the idea of of saints was you would want to emulate their life. And so you, this was a holy person. I want to live like them. And and only, um, you know, sort of later did it uh, turn into a tradition that they had a praying to them. Uh, but uh, but the scripture says you pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus, uh, mm-hmm. right, in the Holy Spirit. And, um, but, but this was a day to recognize all the saints. So it's called All Saints Day on November 1st. Um, but it was so, on October 1st. But on October 31st, of 1517, that's the date that Martin Luther nailed his 95 thesis on the door of the Wittenberg Chapel there in um, uh, Germany, and that started the Reformation.
0: So that's Reformation Day. Reformation Man, that is Day. Such great they, information. They needed Bill. some
3: Reformation,
1: you know, uh, so much change there from selling penance and all the things that yep. that you know the the shift that 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 created brings an individual closer. To direct communication with mm-hmm. with God and not necessarily going through other other pathways to kind of set a lot of things in motion. Um, part of the, the the advantage there is is you're going further away from communication with the, the superstitions and the things mm-hmm. that were represented from evil, and so the the question I have for you is. How much of this is this? These are old superstitions. So there's no harm in celebrating Halloween. Now it, it's it's a fun thing for the kids. They can dress up. There's nothing wrong with a little candy from time to time. You know why? Why would you want to be just a grumpy old archer or uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Archie Bunker kind of a character? That's like stay off my grass. and No kids. It's like like that idea of of Halloween. What's wrong with it?
3: Yeah. So you, you did have, um, people worshiping the devil. You did have witches. Uh, you did have people, you know, even Saul King Saul in the Bible went to a witch, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and she necromanced and communicated with the dead and, um, uh, and so you're not actually communicating with the dead person. Uh, you're communicating with a demon that followed the dead person around that yeah. that could imitate their voice and imitate their life. You're not talking to the dead person. So, uh, if t- somebody wants to communicate with some uh, person that had died, uh, you're. So, so uh, I tell people think of demons like like dogs uh, that don't die. And they, they hang around your house and they hang around your kids and you die. They, then they hang around your kids' kids and, and they, and they just keep hanging around. They're familiar. They're, they're family. They're, they're familiar spirits. Mm -hmm. And then when somebody gets saved, they kick the dog out of the house. And what does it do? Well, it, it hangs around the front door and and you're free from the temptation, but all of a sudden you open the door and, it's, and it slips back in. There's that temptation again. So you got to kick it in the name That's of good. Jesus and really mm-hmm. good. And so then <laughs> each time it wanders away and it comes down the street and goes, I recognize that house and it wanders up and you think you're free from that temptation. All of a sudden there it is again. So you got to kick it in the name of Jesus. You basically have to retrain this, uh, this demon dog so that whenever it sees your house, it thinks pain. I'm going to get mm-hmm. kicked in the head with the name of Jesus. And, um, so, uh, uh but, but Jesus told us more about the devil and demons in the spirit world than anybody else, mm-hmm. right? He's the one that cast them out. He's the one that they would say, have you come to torment us before the time, and he said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And then he cast the demons out and they go into pigs. And um, mm-hmm. so we do live in a spiritual world. And it's really good to be on the side of Jesus and God who defeated the devil and crushed the serpent's head. Um, so um, uh, the uh, but the rest of the world, it lives in superstition and it lives in fear. And mm-hmm. it we sort of you know, can make fun of it um, because we're so far removed. But when you're living in India, or you're living in, um, you know, tribal Africa, or you're living in some place where they have witch doctors, and they mm-hmm. do, uh, if, if they're get people to o- obey them, that they'll kill people, and they'll sacrifice people, and they'll sacrifice newborns. And so, if you're underneath of a structure like that, it's a it's a terrible place. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so. Um, uh, but but we're, we've been so far removed from that we just think oh and it sort of that's the way they were it's it's no big thing but guess what there are witches now today mm-hmm. and uh, there's a, a, a huge growth in this and um, we have Satan clubs on elementary school campuses we have Satan worshipping Grammys we have yep. Satan trans clothes designers for Target mm-hmm. uh, it's like hello mm-hmm. uh, I talked to somebody that said they um, uh, were like in in Nashville and they ran into a, a witch and she said, yeah, I was sent here as a missionary. I'm part of a coven in England and, and we're coming here and there's all oh, these wow. people joining and, and every week they would go to some downtown park in Nashville and do hexing, uh, to try to cast spells and, and, um, but it's all pagan. Even our U.S. military, uh, Colorado Springs, uh, they built a, Outdoor uh, Satan Chapel, right? Because they they would uh, uh, be naked, uh, open to the sky, and they would do their uh, their pagan stuff and their orgies wow. and so forth. This, but uh, this the, is our at military, the Air, Force, Air Force Academy, at, or where at? Yeah, yeah, up in the the hills, they built their little round circle where they could do their you know whatever they do and. Um, uh, and so uh there's a revival of this so so when christianity is not being preached it creates a vacuum and uh you know people are spiritual beings they're drawn to something spiritual and mm-hmm. and the, the devil's right there with his imitation he's the counterfeiter he's the uh the the fallen spirit wow. and um so uh you have um uh i talked to somebody that does uh you know they're at the abortion clinics and they're counseling people and trying to talk them out of aborting their child and and they said yeah it was it was Halloween uh, one year and this guy's bringing this girl in and he's and they said well you know don't you know, say, save the baby and they said no no we're satanists this is our sacrifice
0: wow and it's like
3: what and then sure enough in some states uh, the satanists actually brought lawsuits. Uh, because they said, "Oh, this is part of our worship and First Amendment," mm-hmm. uh, and so, so we think it's sort of cute and funny. But to the people that are in it, uh, they believe it, and it's mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's, they're taking human life, and it's it's serious. They believe, and yep. so, and there's lots of testimonies of people that um, had it was a Ouija board, or it was watching Bewitched. Uh, mm-hmm. the one that you know or the, the what the or, TV show you know, Sabrina yeah. yeah Sabrina the teenage and it was mm-hmm. innocent and cute and funny but it but it introduced them to something supernatural and then they got drawn into it and drawn into it and further and further and then their whole life was in it and then they would eventually get saved and uh, but obviously some don't and they mm-hmm. they live in that. Um, so so it's there's a verse in in Isaiah. That talks about when, uh, the devil's finally cast down, uh, that people will say, is this the one that made the nations tremble? That made, you know, that everyone live in fear. And it's like you're looking at this little rat in the corner and you're like, that's Satan. That, that little rat and all it does is whisper lies. And if people listen to the lies and obey the lies, then he can get them to do all kinds of stuff. And then they, if they got weapons, then they force their will on other people. And then, and it's this, just uh, this big house of cards built on lies. But when he's finally cast down, we'll see, he, he has no power. He's just a mm-hmm. little liar. He's like a, a little wet rat in the corner. That's good. And he goes, just the one that made the nations tremble. And, uh, and so the more you meditate on God, uh, you know, it says he's God stretched out the heavens. Mm know, There's the heaven of heavens where the throne of God is, but even the plain heavens, um, it's 93 billion light years across and still expanding at the speed of light. And when we pray, our Father who art in heaven, we're praying to the creator of everything. And the more we dwell on how powerful God is, then it gives us faith that he can take care of our problems and, and he, he trusts us. And what does he want? He wants to love us for eternity and wants us to love him back. And he sent his son to die for our sin. So it's not based on, on us being good enough. We don't have to appease God because Jesus appeased God's righteous justice by dying on the cross and we're in Christ. So the judgment has been paid. And I um, love that. So, so th- thank God for the gospel.
0: Amen, A- yes. amen. Okay, so if uh, flower family, if you want to learn more about what Bill was talking about today, go to americanminute. dot com. americanminute. dot com. Look for the book "The Treacherous World of the Sixteenth Century and How the Pilgr- Pilgrims Escaped It." The Treacherous World of the Sixteenth Century and How the Pilgrims Escaped It. Bill, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for just everything that you've learned that's led up to where you are today. And thank you so much for generously giving this information to yeah. everyone so that we can learn uh, as well. So, thank you so much for your time. Whew. All right, Flavor Family. My name is Avery Whited. I'm the daughter of David and Stacy. I'm just moving in, so I had to get an order for my pillow and get the things that I needed. So, let's look inside. I got some MyPillow uh, towels, kitchen towels. I got some of their Giza sheets. Now, I've never actually been able to use them, but I've heard amazing things from my parents about them. And last but not least, something for Charlie. Hey, Dompin! All right, Charlie, let's go put this in the dryer and flip it up for you. Come on, buddy. nice and warm and fluffy perfect for my little guy come here charlie all right if you want to get your own products go to mypillow.com and use promo code flyover to save up to 66 percent
5: off my towels solved the problem that we've all had with towels you go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft but then you get them home and they wouldn't dry you That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes My Towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get My Towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all My Towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now.
0: MyPillow.com Yeah, that was a really great question that you asked Bill there at the end, like, should Christians Mm. celebrate Halloween?
1: Well, and it's like, how much can you dabble with it? You know... Sometimes, you know, you can just talk with peers of what do you think about a situation, but when you talk to somebody who's been on the other side. It's a different perspective. Yes. One thing you see in the NFL a lot is, is that a trade deadline or, or, or before they play another opponent, sometimes they'll pick up a free agent that was on that, that team's roster. Cause they play them a lot. They want that inside Intel, right? It's like, okay, we know what we're saying in our locker room. What are they saying in their locker room? Yes. And those things make a big difference. Cause sometimes until, until, you know, you can write checks, but until they hit the bank, you really don't feel the cost mm-hmm. of true. something. And so, um, the way, of those decisions. I know that Donald Trump his decision about not drinking alcohol mm-hmm. came because his older brother Fred was an alcoholic. Right. And and Fred made him swear he would never even start drinking. Mm-hmm. And so he drew a harder line because he knew the cost yes. of those decisions. And you know, sometimes when you have that conversation somebody who's been on the other side and come over, they they sometimes are aware of the seriousness mm-hmm. or the of the nature, the weight of it.
0: It's true. And today we came across some videos. We have the first one I want to share with you is actually from a Satanist that turned pastor and his take on Halloween. Check this out.
6: Well, should Christians celebrate Halloween? Some believe it can be taken back like other holidays, but a former Satanist who is now a pastor says, no, Christians should not celebrate it. I recently caught it with John Ramirez and he had a strong warning for believers. Tell us a little bit about where you were in relation to Satanism and worshiping the devil.
7: 25 years, uh, 8 years old, boy, little boy, 8 years old, demon church, learned being trained by high ranked devil worship with warlocks and spiritual witches, turning me to or know how to take over territory, demon, demonic contracts, demon, different demon territory, demons, principalities, first, second heaven. I was being trained all the way to the age of 35. Sold my soul to the devil. Got married in Halloween. Had a demonic wedding in Halloween. I baptized my daughter to the dark side at the age of 11. So that was my whole entire life. I mean, I, I breathe, ate, and slept witchcraft. Wow. Astro projecting. I will astral project over region, leave my body, astral project, curse the region, because if I can curse the region, I can capture the people.
6: Knowing what you came from and what you used to do, you're pretty um, discouraged that you see Christians celebrating Halloween. Why? Yeah, I, I,
7: I, I, I don't know how you can cheat on God. I don't know how you can cheat on the Lord Jesus Christ, because I don't see Satan is coming on Good Friday and coming and hanging out with us, right? You know, I come out in Halloween, I had a demonic wedding. Why would you put your kids, your family? Why would you put your purpose, your destiny? Why would you put your whole eternity in a demonic altar?
6: But people say it's just fun, candy, kids are having costumes on. but,
7: but you it, say it's it, much more it, 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 the candy, you know, I I I shared, I, I never shared this before. But these candy people from different walks of life pray over these candies. Witchcraft. They pray over the candies. You knock on people's door, you don't know the person that you're not gonna know she's a witch. Okay. You don't know she's a witch. She's doing wicker. She's practicing new age and you knock on her door and you come in, and you coming in, in legal rights of this witch or this wall, or this person's practicing this stuff, giving you this kind of candy. Mm-hmm. Now you taking that stuff home. You put that stuff into your body. Mm-hmm. Amen. And on top of that, in, t- in, 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 top of that, I'm Tom Levine said, out of his mouth, you know, he, he, he used to, he, well, he was the ruler of the church of Satan, mm-hmm. right? Out of his mouth, he said, I want to thank every Christian parent for allowing their child to celebrate Halloween one time a year. The devil's holiday. And it took Adam and Eve to lose everything because of one mistake. Mm. It took Esau once, one circumstance to lose his birthrights. Yeah. Right? So why would you, why would you bring that kind of curse into your house and curse your family from three to four generations? So when your kids is five and you think it's cool, you dress them up. Once you put a costume on someone, you see the, the, the trick of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they were made in the image of God. They were made in God's perfect image, right? The devil tricked them with sin and changed their identity. Yeah. And once you put the costume on the kid, I don't care if you dress them up as Noah. I don't care if you dress them up as Abraham. Once you put this costume on Halloween, the, the birthright of Halloween, you're changing your kid's identity. The purpose of the wow. destiny has been canceled unless you renounce it and bring it back. Wow. That is the trick of the devil.
6: Now, now that you're sharing and you share this everywhere you go, everywhere you're, I go. You, I'm not afraid. I mean, I'm tell, not
7: politically, I'm not politically correct. I'd rather be right with God. You'd be mad with me, but at least you'll make heaven. Yes. You know, I mean, churches, sometimes they get mad. They get mad with me. They get, Oh, why are you saying that? Why are you talking that way? What, what how should I talk? If I, I, my God told me to speak the truth. You know, Amen. I'm just a mailman.
6: Amen. Now that you are a Christian, you're actually a minister of the gospel. Now. Amen. Yes. Um, you said that you're now in a season where in your life where you're saying I wanna pay the enemy back for all the darkness oh, every, that he my, my Twenty five
7: years and plus. You know, I, I I've I've gone to places that people manifest, the manifestations of demons, people casting out demons, healing healing the people. I mean, I'm living in the place today of the church of the book of Acts. The powerful church, that Amen. church that came out of the upper room. Amen. You know, that's why I'm living. People saying, sir, I was just talking to a, another sister. I was saying, this Muslim lady came up to the altar. She had four stage cancer. She was a Muslim. She renounced Islam. She renounced uh, the situation. She accepted Jesus. She went to the doctor. No trace of cancer. That's the God that I Praise know. God. That is the Jesus Christ I know. He's the same. Uh, the same. Yesterday, today, and, for and forevermore. These forever. There's people that come from the occult practices. You know, I've been in the occult. I did Ouija board. I did this. I I uh, I, I I did. Uh, I I I practiced. I practice New Age, you know, manifestation. People set free, and you see the transformation they face. You see the love of Jesus Christ wrapped around them. I mean, how much that is priceless. I don't mind paying the price. I'm going to do that until God call me home. And when I leave, my sister, listen to me carefully. When I leave this world, I'll make Jesus Christ proud,
6: Amen. and
7: heaven will rejoice, hell will rejoice because I left the battlefield.
0: Amen. such an interesting take. Like you said before, you know, we actually watched that video. You look at president Trump, who's never had alcohol. And with his kids was like, do not drink alcohol because of a brother that was an alcoholic to see this, this man that celebrated mm-hmm. and worshiped Satan. Now on the other side, really, uh, really talking about how serious yeah. that is.
1: Um, you know, it's something that I've always wondered, you know, you're driving around, and you see like a house and it's like psychic readings or something like that. Yeah. I was like, what would happen if you walked in there and like, thumped him in the nose or something, but I bet you didn't see that coming. You know, <laughs> I've, I've not ever really taken that side too seriously. It looked like a money-making scheme. I just didn't give it a lot of respect. There's the the phone numbers you can call in and somebody will, will tell you something now that they're reading fortune cookies or whatever. But but those guys are times are very accurate. Yep. And you're like, well, where does that power come from? What are they doing? You see the movie Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg right. and there's, you know, it's like, ah, you know, we don't really deal with that much. Mm-mm. And you don't really know where that comes from, but people dabble in it a lot and are curious. And so so I think this next clip really reveals even kind of a New Testament perspective. It's been used since, you know, for the last 2000 years, where does the power for these people come from? This is a really interesting observation.
4: And you spent years in the occult. You're an ex-psychic and you're now a Christian, and we're going to get into that in a bit. But this is the season, the Halloween season, where a lot of these sort of evil themes, the occult, it's praised, it's given sort of lots of accolades in culture under the guise of fun. What do you make of this season? How do you respond to this season?
8: Well, Halloween, I really believe, opens demonic doors, and the season itself promotes divination that much more. It pushes out uh, the Ouija board witchcraft. You see it in stores on social media, um, sweatshirts, CVS, home goods. Everywhere you go, you're looking at witches and goblins and ghouls and um, the scary horror movies. Even what you're seeing on Netflix, there was a Ouija board uh, movie put out on Netflix. So the season really gears you up, gets ready to open those demonic doors. It's very spiritually dangerous.
4: Well, and that's the question, right? Because a lot of churches and a lot of Christians, and there was actually a survey out of pastors, and about 13% of pastors, I believe it was, um, were telling their churches to not engage at all, you know, in Halloween. And then there were different measures, you know, handouts, you know, tracks, things like that. Um, but, But it's interesting because within the church, there's a real debate about it. There are Christians who will say, well, Is there a way to celebrate it? Maybe that's redeemed in some way. What do you say to those Christians who are sort of on the fence or they're struggling to know whether it's the right thing to do?
8: Well, I think you have to think about why are you trying to redeem something that is demonic? Why are we trying to redeem that? If it's the matter of that, the nostalgia, you want the kids not to be kept out of what the world is doing. You know, We're called to be godly parents, not their friends, and we don't need to change into costumes. There's nothing wrong with October 31st. The Lord says to rejoice um, in the day the Lord has made, but It's Halloween itself. So why, as a kingdom follower, are you wanting to participate in something that could open a demonic door? We know that the devil is manipulative and he's a liar and he's sneaky. So something that might be as seemingly innocent as bobbing for apples or having a little party or putting a costume, don't be fooled by that. You don't want to entertain something that belongs to the, well, I wouldn't say that belongs to the evil one, but um, something that would open the door. To demonic entities,
4: yeah. So for you, you would say avoid it. Don't get involved in it. Don't do it. That would be your approach to Halloween. That
8: would be my yes, absolutely. I really want no part of it at all whatsoever. I would like to go about my day and um, you know worship the Lord and and leave it alone. I have no interest in going down that road or opening that door.
4: You know, it's interesting because somebody like you who came from this world, you were a psychic for a long time. And I have a couple of questions about that today because I think people will be interested who don't know your story to hear a little more about that. But, you know, when you when you look at October 31st, you obviously just gave us your opinion on it. Now, what did you think of Halloween when you were in that world before becoming a believer?
8: There was definitely a creepy connotation to it. Um, I even knew that. And it was a time when I was hired a lot um, to go and do group readings. Um, People having Halloween parties, which is another danger to the Christian, by the way, because you may still, if you're still entertaining Halloween and you're going to parties, um, odds are there may be a tarot card reader there or a medium there, because that is the thing to do uh, during Halloween. And I got hired a lot for that. When I wasn't doing that, I was still going to clubs and going to the parties, but there was always this eeriness, even still, I mean, looking, even what you're taking in, what you're looking at, witches and uh, zombies and, you know, these scary um, costumes. So, uh, but I was participating in it and I was doing readings.
4: It was a big business day for you, probably, I would imagine,
8: you know, Mm -hmm. It's it's
4: interesting because you have been so open about your testimony, and there are a lot of people who would go through what you went through, right, leaving that world behind, becoming a believer, and they might never talk about it for a variety of reasons. But what has led you to so openly talk about that conversion and leaving that life behind?
8: My salvation is so, so, so uh – I say this all the time, but the gravity of my salvation is so heavy because Jesus saved me out of the occult. I was directly serving the devil for 25 years of my life. So I was saved at age 37. So I would never want to see anybody go through the demonic oppression that I went through. And that is... The consequence of going to readings, going to readers, playing with any divination tool, the consequence is always going to be demonic oppression that then could lead you to eternal separation from God. So I would never want to see um, anyone eternally separated from God. It's really love for your fellow man. It's love for our neighbor. And it's the love of Christ that compels me to really shout it from the rooftops. Don't go near that stuff.
4: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because when you talk to some Christians, there are people in the church who will say things like, oh, psychics are all fake. It's all a ruse. They're all parlor tricks, you know, and it's interesting because you're you're coming out of this world having done this and you and I have talked quite a bit and Mm -hmm. I've heard your story. You know, what do you say to the believers? Maybe they don't fully understand it or maybe they're confused about it. Who would say all of this is fake? There's no real ability there. There's nothing happening.
8: Well, first of all, if you're a Christian and you're saying none of that is happening, then you're going to be denying that the devil is even real. And that's a new age tactic, that the devil is, he deceives people into thinking that he's not even, not even real, not even doing anything. Divination needs to be talked about a little bit more in the church. There's no doubt about that. Um, the, oftentimes Christians aren't hearing about it. But then to say it's just a parlor trick or just a parlor game is... Um, Really uh, spiritually ignorant, I have to say, because, and I'm not trying to be rude at all. It's just that, again, that's the deception. Um, There are people that may do cold readings and con people along the way, but then there are many, many, many others, just like I was, who were really receiving information from demonic entities, and that was because we walked through that door. So the whole point is, if you're not even believing it's happening, and then you do it for what you think is entertainment... You've opened the door and then you're walking through it Um, and you're giving permission to those demonic entities to come into your life. So you really need to heed the warning not to do it. It's not a game. It's not a trick. And the enemy has been doing this for years since biblical times. I mean, they were going to witches and astrology. God talks about it from the beginning of his word to the end. It's no joke.
0: You know, over the last few years, it's become very apparent. You know, we don't dabble with Halloween. We don't in any way celebrate it. We don't dress up. We don't do any of those things. But this year, when I was putting together the Prophetic Report last week, um, I had a clip in there from Pastor Robin Bullock, um, our Prophet, I should say, Robin Bullock. And one of the things that really jumped out at me is him talking about Halloween and how, from a spiritual standpoint, how significant th- that this is, that we really need to consecrate ourselves. We have to set ourselves apart. So I want you to see this. This clip because it really stood out to me and I think it's significant for where we are right now.
9: Now I want to ask you this and you need to ask yourself a question. Do you think around October the 31st in heaven that God says everybody just stop praising for a minute. I want you to put that skeleton over there. Put this coffin here around my throne. Over here on this side, I need some macabre and some bloody handprints on some windows. Let's decorate heaven for Halloween. Come on. Everybody get involved. Don't you know? Can you see? Can can you imagine this? Then what in the hell are you doing it for? And I meant that literal too. Hell. It's a location. So what are you doing with that? Why are you doing that? Why? Why are you doing it? Let's go back to WWJD. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Land on the other side of the Galilee, heading into the Gadara, territory, see the naked man tied with chains around his arms, running at him, screaming, yelling, and Jesus said, oh, it's Halloween. Peter, get your mask. Can you even imagine this? Then why are you doing it? You don't have an answer, so don't even don't even try to grace us with one. You don't have an answer for that. We are fighting against these forces. We are fighting against hell. We are fighting against the occult. We are fighting against the powers that be. Well, you can it condemns me, brother Ron. Well, just just be convicted. Nobody's condemning you. But I I have your blood ain't on my hands anymore. Whoever heard this. Hallelujah.
4: Are
0: you having a hard time sleeping at night? Thinking, what am I going to do about my finances?
1: You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold. You could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit
0: wow. the, the jacket
1: the shirt the belt shoes the whole bit today that $20 bill what's going to get you not much. maybe the socks maybe a <laughs> handkerchief but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in america that's the difference that's what inflation does to your dollar it's a deflating dollar caused by inflation now today that's happening faster than ever you need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's gonna keep you safe.
0: And we know a guy Or you can call 720 605 3900. Do it today.
1: You'll be glad you did.
0: Wow. I just really felt this show was like really good information. I think it's questions that a lot of people are asking, it's questions we've asked in our life. In fact, I was just in uh, Warrior, Alabama, and I was asking Robin Bullock yeah. and Krista Bullock more about this. I, th- I think it's important.
1: There's a picture of them on our, our Instagram. Got to be with Steve Schultz and Robin this past weekend, but you know, this wasn't designed like they said. Not designed to create guilt and shame. It was made, meant to, hey, maybe make a a higher level you know decision. Um, Have more of, information. Of, you know, we've done all versions of it. We've taken our kids when they were young to a church version of a trick or treat, or just to come to see family. And, you know, you wrestle with these same things. If this was my normal as a kid, so I want to pass my normal on to, to them. True. Um, You know, the, those things, uh, things as parents, as grandparents, as, you know, family members, we got to kind of wrestle with and figure out maybe you want to raise it to a higher standard. You know, we were in an Uber car the other day and they had a song on that I used to really like and I didn't really heard the lyrics. I'm like, these lyrics are foul.
0: And we asked them to turn and it I off. And I
1: said, would you do me a favor? Could you change the channel or maybe just turn that off? I said, I, I just really want to kind of protect my mind and that, that message is not something I want to be have going around my head the rest of the day.
0: That's exactly right.
1: And he's like, "Man, no problem." And, you know, turned it off. But it's it's not that it was wrong or is even a sin. It's just, man, I want a higher standard. If my dogs have mud on their their feet, I want to wipe them off before they come in. Why? You know, are you a snob against dogs with dirty feet? No, I just I want the mud outside and I want my house mm-hmm. clean. I want and, and and the same thing spiritually. Not see how close to the edge I can get without falling off a cliff. That
0: is such a great point. You know, we are building our Rumble channel and our Instagram channel, and we could use your help. Our goal. Uh, before Please. 2024 is to get to 100,000 subscribers on our Rumble. We are getting so close. We're very close to 90,000. So we could use your help. We would love for you to you know Please, follow sir, us, I have some more? <laughs> share with other people. We would really appreciate it. And Instagram. Our Instagram is really growing. Uh, Laura Trump shared out one of our Instagram posts this week. It's growing. It's growing. And we would love for your support there as well. A lot of great information comes out on our Instagram. So we would appreciate you. Uh following there as well.
1: Put a lot of effort in that. And in the world of Instagram, it's really positive. So you can go to Telegram, anywhere. It's Flavor Conservatives on everything. We appreciate your help in connecting.
0: That's exactly right. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We bless you. We bless you to realize you were born for such a time as this. We bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past. And we bless you to wake up, speak up, and show up.
1: See you tomorrow night, guys. Peace out.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Wyden. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.